Oh, hi, it's your co-host Jason Klom. We'll get right to Wallace Langham in a moment. Yes, that's right, Stuart himself, also Jeff in the pilot, but come on, Stuart. Uh, we'll get to him in a moment, but I wanted to give everybody a heads up uh, that he also kindly agreed to do with me a video episode. Yeah, you get to see both of our mugs um, as we talk in our respective homes, and um, that video is going to be an exclusive to the Patreon, so if you uh, already support it, great, you're going to get to watch it. Uh, as soon as that goes up, it takes a little uh, bit longer to put that together, render it and get all the little bits and pieces make it a little look a little extra snazzy um but that'll go on the patreon soon and uh, if you're not signed up for the patreon go to stolen dress nope that is <laughs> the wrong one go to patreon.com slash stolen dress and uh pick the news radio tier um we have separate tiers for each show pick that you'll get to listen to um the bonus episodes we do uh, every month and in this case um uh, at least one of the bonuses is uh, this video episode with wallace langham so now Please enjoy my interview with Wallace Langham, a.k.a. Stewart. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickard. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, it's me, one of your three hosts, Jason Klom. The other two couldn't make it today, but that means I have Wallace Langham all to myself, a.k.a. Uh, Jeff, but also, more importantly, you played Stuart on News Radio. Yes, yes. Um, please, you're going to have to tell me more about this than <laughs> I can tell you, quite oh, No, that's fair. Well, here, well, you know why I think... So you stood out because Stuart is... Um, a slime ball kind of he's like a sweet slime ball he's like right. a nice guy and he's the character they talk about a lot before but also in the commentary every time you show up on screen they're like oh look it's it's tv's wally langham that's what everybody says when you show up so fantastic what what was your relationship with the people who created the show before you got on there it sounds well, like there was a pre-existing one absolutely um uh paul sims was um one of our execs over at larry sanders mm -hmm. and um i often felt that the Phil was modeled after Paul, um, mm -hmm. th that character. So um, I, I, I adore Paul. I think he's terrific. Um, and uh, always had such a great um, uh, uh, rapport with him. Um, and so he went off and started this other show mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and without us. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was a little hurt. Um, but uh, I, but basically, I knew pretty much um, uh, the casting, the uh, writing staff, the, um, and then Dave Foley and I became very good friends, mm -hmm. um, and um, I just, I just knew so many people, and mm -hmm. so um, Paul just said, "Hey, I want you to be um, uh, in the in the pilot." Mm -hmm. I said, "Great!" So of course, you know, but. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But um, yeah, that's how I that's how I got to um, be on the show at all. I had a feeling that that made the most sense. It's, is it uh, how early is this in your career in terms of how often had you ever been like, oh, hey, come over, just do my show for a minute. Like, was that a new thing to you at the time? Yeah, absolutely. I um, Amazing. As, as as then as it is now, I am mm -hmm. uh, just the, uh, you know, the the, the plucky scrapper. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm still auditioning still you know mm -hmm. uh, uh but and and even then um that was probably yeah that was one of one of the first few uh, uh first few shows that, that somebody had said hey i'm just gonna put you in it um mm -hmm. you're gonna play this guy you're gonna come at the end like okay cool whatever yeah. you know and so <laughs> easy with um with paul because you know i'd do anything for him um uh, and, you know, that's also, sadly enough, that's gotten me fired off a few shows. I'm oh, like, no. You come do the show, and I get there, I'm just not the guy. <laughs> oh, no, come on. <laughs> not the guy, yeah. I know that's the nature of the business, but ouch. Good yeah. God. Well, look, you know what? You got to get the best product you can. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I understand that now. At the time, it was very... Um, uh, heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get the call. Of course. <laughs> and, and, it, and it actually kind of um, dialed me in to understand when it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I had never really um, 
allow myself to to uh, to let that sink in. Like mm-hmm. the, I'm the guy who just doesn't leave the party. So <laughs> like, it's like, dude, everyone's gone. The booze has been dr- drank. It's just it's time to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It often feels like acting in and of itself is that party, right? I mean, it's it's also like, oh God, how much longer? I mean, don't get me wrong, you're doing great. I, you know, I've I've got my own situation over here, but like, it's yeah. it's it is one of those like f- you're constantly fighting to just keep working. It's a weird situation. I don't, I don't know what it's like to face that. Uh, but it's also th- there's also the same time. Uh, I'd like to know what you get recognized for most because that's a common question on podcasts. But you've, d- I mean, you've been procedurals for a long time you've done a lot of things for yeah. long stretches so what's yeah. the big thing it's not news it, radio i'm gonna uh, guess uh, oddly enough no uh, <laughs> uh no news radio is not the not not top of the list mm-hmm. um 99 of the time is csi okay you know, figured um because just it was such a long run it was such a widespread phenomenon mm-hmm. and uh, a very beloved show um so that's I can go anywhere in a 20 mile radius outside of LA County and pretty much guarantee to be recognized. So, and that kind of concentrically circles out into the world. So the further I get away from, you know, Hollywood, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's like, um, you know, the, the recognizability is in in very odd places too. Um, So that's most, and then I would say Sanders is probably second. But that Sanders uh, again, as then as it is now, is kind of on the um, intellectual, intelligent uh, mm-hmm. um, tip. A lot of creative people tend to enjoy Larry mm-hmm. Sanders' show. Um, and um, the, the beautiful, wonderful meat and potatoes of America love that CSI. So, Sure. Yeah. I, you know, what's interesting is that, that show, not to make this a CSI podcast, but I mean, I know somebody, a very good friend of mine, who became a CSI, basically, mostly because of that show. I so, I mean, that. you know, it happens. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's 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 almost like the Star Trek effect. It is a Star Trek effect. It, yeah, it is, actually. I mean, it's funny. I think, um, uh, I mean, it, it created its own kind of lexicon and in, mm-hmm. the, in the legal system. And... Um, called the CSI effect and it actually helped to weed out jurors because people were too smart. Um, and, wow. and actually, yeah, but it also conversely, um, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but something crazy like uh, forensic enrollment jacked up like 400% during the makes course sense. of the, you know, which makes tons of, yeah, which makes a lot of sense. And, well, and, so TV makes everything look exciting. And I mean, it's one of those things where like, it does. And then you get into it and some people are still like, oh, this is still 99% paperwork, but oh, but it's still like I'm there. You know, it's weird. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I know that effect. I love news radio too much. So not that I went into radio, but you know, I know. Which is so fascinating to me that you have a a podcast devoted Uh to this show. Wonderful show. Fantastic show. And I think a gem of the 90s that is wildly overlooked Mm -hmm. um, with that cast was unreal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And um, uh, uh, so for you to devote... (laughs) Like when when I got your when I got your email, I was like, "Oh my god, somebody really really likes this show," mm-hmm. and and I was like, "Do other people really really like this show?" And how they is do. your audience? I mean, do they? Oh yeah, big time. Well, here's what's funny: is like I would say that uh, there is a corner of news radio that mm-hmm. weirdly, even though our podcast's been around for four years now. We haven't entirely tapped. There are other people who have three or four or five more ti- times more followers. There are better uh, judge of how many people, at least online, remember it, right? Yeah. And then there's the people who listen to our show, smaller amount, whatever. Um, but I have way more listeners for the podcast about comedy. You can see I've got all these comedy albums. My yeah. big show is about comedy albums, but I would say a hundred times less engagement. So people make art based on the stuff we talk about on this show because they're so obsessed with news radio. It's, it's a niche. But it's an engaged niche. People That's like it. Fantastic. Wow. And it makes me so happy because I'm glad that other people remember. You know, there's a, the nerd thing where you can be like, no, this is my thing. Nobody else needs to care about it. But I'm like, no, I <laughs> prefer more people give a shit. Exactly. No. Yeah. 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 
Residuals are also nice for people who I, I care about, you know, like these people who who made this show I love. I'd like them to get, you know, those five cent checks. It's it, oddly enough, I just got one recently. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was for foreign showings. I'm like, it's still out. There. Love it's it. Oh it's my great. god. Yeah, and I'm I, also I wonder what happens yeah. when when our, when all the episodes go to space. I mean, what the right? residual packet's going to be like for that? <laughs> oh, we're going to get boned. Like you know, I'm I'm just going to use this to brag for a moment. Speaking of space, this is from the space episode of News Radio. The thing I'm pointing at right now, um, it, the thing hanging on the door. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, it should be. By the way, in like fucking hermetically sealed. It actually should be in the thing that that other News Radio, that orange thing, uh, should be in there. It's oh, going to go in there Lord. at some point. Um, oh, that was Phil Hartman's spacesuit, though, from the show. Uh, uh yeah oh my God, so i n i know did you know him before the show or were you just fully aware as i assume you had to be well i was fully aware mm -hmm. um and i didn't know him before the show but mm -hmm. but one of the great things about just you know being paul sims adjacent was that um i would go and hang out at the show often mm -hmm. i love and, it okay and um they would all go up the street from um, after the show to Pino, this little corner pub bar restaurant thing. Uh -huh. Not even a pub. I, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. Pubs <laughs> didn't come into, weren't in vogue. It was right. a, um, a kind of nicer restaurant that had, had you know, turned, overturned many hands in Hollywood. At any uh -huh. rate, um, great place to hang out because you could go towards the back of the bar area and lots of couches, lots of settees, lots of places just to hang. All right. And so nice. after the show, Dave and Mora and um, and Vicky sometimes and Phil mm -hmm. um, and sometimes Andy. You'd see Andy occasionally, but not for uh -huh. long. Um, <laughs> and um, and then and and whoever else wanted to show up would show up mm -hmm. and just hang out. I love it. And Phil was one of the nicest, sweetest guys. Mm -hmm. And every time I'd sit down and we'd talk or he'd just hang out, he was so engaged and interested in who I was or what was going on or, mm -hmm. or, or any laugh. He'd had such an accessible, easy laugh. And, mm -hmm. and, um, every night I would leave, you know, and, and weave back home, you know, driving back home. Um, <laughs> and, um, think, Oh my God, Phil Hartman talked to me again. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Of course. I felt that way every time, and it was <sighs> it was and it wasn't because of him. It was just I just had that awe. You yeah. know, I was yeah. so enamored of him, and and you know, he co-wrote Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and he was a groundling, and right. you know, Captain Phil, and and you know, all that or Captain Carl, and um and all that. I mean, just those great characters in Saturday Night Live as well, but yeah. just. What a sweet, sweet genius, and what a what a sad tragedy. You know, I obviously I never tire of hearing nice things about Phil Hartman. Uh, he was my comedy god, the first person to die who I gave a shit about. You know, who who wasn't somebody I knew, right? Yeah. Um, so I love hearing these things. I'm there's all, but this is I think the first time I've talked to somebody in any depth because i don't really want to ask people who knew him so 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 well yeah. a bunch of questions about him but yeah. just hearing a bit more of who he was outside of the set because mm. the thing is if you're on set there's a chance that you're still on even when you're not and <clears throat> um it's kind of interesting to know just how free he was again i know he's a human not a not a comedy robot but it is it is interesting to hear about that i i, I want well, to there's know also what the other effect where yeah. you have started started to sidebar no, for a second please please there's also the other effect i've worked with with people who um are very very much on 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 and then when it's when they yell rap they're mm -hmm. done yeah yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they're they're out or mm -hmm. they're just you're just not going to get anything else out of them and it's like okay see you on monday yeah right, right, right i've heard that christopher guest is like the extreme of that i don't i've never met the man I've heard, um, I've heard. but just that he is and he said oh i'm not funny camera comes on he's funny but outside yeah. he's just just yeah. this quiet guy yeah That's he says he's a, i've heard him say no my wife's the funny one yeah you know yeah um and and god bless you know it's mm -hmm. it's Funny, but anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. What no, you I, I just, I was going to ask an impossible answer question. It's just a thing that's in my mind. It's like, I'm now wondering what his real human non-comedy laugh is like, because he has a very, he was famous for just 
some crazy laughs on news radio and in other characters. So now I'm, I'm like now trying to fantasize about what's his normal human person laugh like. Gosh, I don't he think was I always on, get the you know? sound right. I know. Right. Yeah. But it, it literally, I remember the face and just like this kind of like kind of delightful, like laugh. And he would kind of squinch up his face and just, you know, oh, really good. savor and enjoy it. And that's what made me feel like I'd had an encounter. Of you know? course. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. remarkable. No, I apologize, by the way. If you see me looking up here, this is where you are to me. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to stay engaged. So you, so I'm pretending the camera's here. I look at me over here sometimes, mm -hmm, and I look mm -hmm. at you down there, and then I try to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun adventure that we're this having. This is like being on news radio with four <laughs> cameras. It's like I don't know where to look. Did, I Okay, so I want to know. So I'm assuming you're just you're there for the table. Read all the, the regular shit for the, sh for the pilot, right? All the regular stuff. I'm trying to remember if I made the table read or not. Okay. Maybe. I mean, is I had it one line common that you might not show. if you just got the one line? It's they wouldn't. They just have mm -hmm. somebody else read it. I guess maybe. Yeah. 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 It just yeah. It just it show up and or they give me the pages and be like, you don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. You. I, I mean, you're that. the punch to the whole episode too. I mean, that's a nice little moment. Once again, you mean the pilot? Uh huh. Yeah, it is. It's just this like running gag, you know. But mm. I felt Stuart was kind of built up that way as well. For sure. Yeah, that's a you good know? point. Just a longer yeah. burn on that character. Yeah, it was like the third man. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it just kept going. Where's Harry Lyme? <laughs> <laughs> Do, uh, did you, so were you then aware of Stuart's, I don't know, because you're busy, so you may not have watched all the episodes preceding, but any Stuart idea? had no yeah. clue. No clue. Fair I enough. I had no clue. Fair no enough. Clue. Honestly, no clue. And um, I would imagine my performance probably um, uh, uh, betrays that because I had no idea what they were what they were planning to do or what they were. What, what but the were thing is, all he is, all he set up is as this guy who he is the manifestation of Dave's jealousy. He is every insecure man's fantasy of what an ex-boyfriend is. I don't know why they cast me. Oh it's, no, come so on. Many, so much better looking dudes. No, you are nineties. Uh, you were the perfect. Uh, oh, first you. of all, first of all, they thank gave you did, was the goatee yours or was this something they asked? That you to was grow? mine. Yeah. That was yeah, yours. I okay. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so this is nineties. A lot in the nineties. Yeah. This is nineties dude. This is, and the shirts down to here. you got the necklace. You have a, at least four rings on at least four rings. Did I really? Oh wow. yeah. At least a suede jacket. I think. Uh, stuff that I would have been like, wow, I wish I could look like that in the 90s. Basically, I... it was my closet in the 90s because mm -hmm. I, was, I was briefly single during that time mm -hmm. with Dave Foley. Mm -hmm. and, and we were uh, kind of out of control. So I would wear stupid old vintage leather jackets and sure. shirts unbuttoned down. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't believe I, half the stuff I was let out of the house. I wish my mother had, had stepped in and said, what are you, are you wearing that? Don't wear that. Um, but uh, no, Stuart was a whole thing. But I will give you a little uh, anecdote. Please. Of um, the, in the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. um, what was Dave's last name on the show? Uh, Nelson. Thank you. Yes. So we are shooting the pilot. They had the audience in. They send the audience home. And as they do occasionally, it's like, okay, we need to do pickups. We need to do. Sure. So a lot of times they'll shoot basically the entire show again, you know, and that's yeah. how it kind of felt with this one. Cause they just wanted the jokes to get punched and everything would be perfect and all mm -hmm. that. Um, just to get the, the pr most pristine product they can put out. And by the time they got to the tag, which I come in and it's, it's midnight and I'd been there since 10 AM and okay. I'm jacked on adrenaline. I probably hadn't eaten a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I'm on the downswing, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like, I think I'm in the bleachers, literally like nodding off oh, and, um, where the audience was, was sat. It was like, Hey, Langham, come on, you're on, you know, Jimmy Burroughs would yell. I'm like, okay, I'm on. You know. And I get down there and I come in and, um, uh, I think I opened Dave's office. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we're on camera. Everything's quiet. It's all rolling. And I go, hi, I'm looking for Dave Foley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did that. 
And everybody laughed because they're like, oh my God, we're all, we're all exhausted. How many times on Taxi did some idiot, though, say, hey, I'm looking for Tony Danza? So, I mean, you know, you name yourself, your character's named the same thing as your character. That's going to happen at it midnight. Did. It did. It did. Yeah. That's so funny. I broke the seal, I think, on that one. I'm sure. That's delightful. I'm sure other people must have, must have done it in the years. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, well, there's plenty of bloopers also. I can't be the also. Only idiot. <laughs> By the way, I say, I say idiot colloquially. I, no, no, no. I, I don't I, think I you're a dumb a long, person. Long I'm the dummy. I'm, I, look, I, he, uh, there's also plenty of clips of uh, people calling uh, Bill, the character Bill Phil, et cetera, et cetera. It happens all the time. What are you going to do? Uh, I, do? So, my the God, midnight, film. though? You wrap up at midnight? I think we're down at one. One. I mean, oh, right. I mean, you said that, at midnight. On that, that particular Whoa. show, it's... Yeah, it's just the way they kind of did it. Now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been doing a recurring on Mom lately, and mm-hmm. they're a machine. Yeah, you're, you're done by nine or nine thirty. Wow, and no reshoots. It's like, okay, great, bye. That was fun. That's crazy. It's great. It's yeah, great. no, I bet. I mean, you and now with digital, it's like even easier than it was when we were doing thirty-five millimeter film. Right. I mean, when I was background on a, a shoot, uh, I, it was 10 years between doing background work. I still like to do it every once in a while. And mm. I came back 10 years later and holy shit had everything just gone insane. Like there's right. just one giant flat screen with all five shots. And this was a dramedy. Like it was not a, you know, and it's a, they had everything ready to go. So was it a four camera show? It was, it's, it's a single camera because it's, but because it's digital, they just said, fuck it. Like there's no audience. They didn't care. They're just like, let's ah. get five angles of everything. We don't have to shoot it as much as we would. Um, brilliant. Yeah. It's wonderful. Sanders it, it, was the first time I had that experience because uh-huh. they, it just because of the way the, the, the comedy went, it's just mm-hmm. having two cameras on two people just made more sense. And yeah. you actually, you know, anyway, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's more, more cameras, there's more uh, for improv and shit. So, you know, that's right. reactions make more. It's all acting uh, is reacting folks. I don't know if you knew that. I'm telling everybody something new. As oh, that's something. great. So you have yeah. something like little pearls of wisdom embedded in each. Welcome episode. to masterclass. My name is actor. Oh. You've never heard of. Um, uh, yeah, that's my first gem. And that's my last gem. Thanks um, for having me. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to your goatee. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They get a, a lot of airplay. That goatee. Earring? Is it? Huh? Actual pierced ear because you have an earring. Was I wearing an earring? Yeah, there's an. I wasn't sure. I'm like, I'm making that up. And then I saw no, a shiny little glint o- comes off. Oddly enough, um, I had a pierced ear when I was 19 mm-hmm. that I did for a, a, a very very serious TV movie where I played mm-hmm. a a um, runaway male prostitute. Holy cow! Oh my yeah. god! All right. Yes, and. Um, and then promptly took it out because uh, it was turning my ear all shades of, of red and purple. Sure, so sure. Not I good. did. I but no. By that time, no. I had no no okay. pierced ear. But yes, I'm sure they did their whatever their they worked their sleazy magic on me. <laughs> He, I want to give you a little more background on Stuart because, again, <laughs> having heard every episode, other than okay, so he's established <clears throat> mostly by, especially in this episode, Lisa's talking to him, uh, everybody's laughing, everybody thinks he's amazing and funny, everybody mm-hmm. wants to talk to him. Of course, that's Dave's biggest fear. Um, then there's also uh, he's in he's in, he's established previously as being in a band called Super Karate Monkey Death Car. Okay, yes, yes, and he that gets. Yeah, and he asks for a loan from his ex-girlfriend, Lisa, to make their first album or their first single, something like that. Nice. Um, So he's he's scummy. We know he's scummy. But then he shows up and he's you. They have redesigned the character because... You get it. He's Dave's very jealous, and you're just very like just smooth and just like, hey, hey, hey do we hear wedding bells? Like it's just the, <laughs> it's just something I want to know what you're channeling. If I it's just to, like smooth guy, <laughs> yeah, no, you should. Yeah. It's worth. I'll it. tell you what I was channeling. Please, for most of the late '90s, was a lot of booze, <laughs> probably. Um, the honesty I get on this show is remarkable. I'll tell you something. It literally there are patches of time that I do not remember. Uh-huh. And I uh-huh. will I will uh, I know I had a good time. Yeah. Um and I will watch an episode an episode will come up of Veronica's closet let's say which Oh yeah, sure. Doing around the same time. And I'll look at that and I go, "Okay, I see myself." <laughs> yes. Mhm. Uh-huh. Don't nope. Nope. Don't no. Oh, I, oh, that was funny. I did that. <laughs> oh, wow. It's pretty good. Oh, I was a little big there. Mhm. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, you should see this guy. I mean, I literally have no. I knew I was there. I knew. Yeah. I knew my actors. I knew all the people. I knew where the things sure. were. Vaguely, the kind of things I wore, but mm-hmm. literally just it. And it was weird. I don't know if anybody else has this. Ex- any of your guests have this experience. Um, but when you're doing uh, a, ser- a, a, a sitcom series, mm-hmm. you do three episodes and then you get a week off. So I don't know yeah, if anybody's right. ever talked about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, the just the way my brain works, which isn't great, is uh, <laughs> isn't a great brain, but. Um, <laughs> I could cram in all the information for the week, mm-hmm. and then when we're done, it's gone. Okay. And then I have to okay. unload in all the new information for the coming week. So by the fourth week, you're, you know, you, or at least for me, I was like, you know, I needed to give my liver a break as well. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, it, it, in brain, and so by the fourth week, it's like, oh great, we're just whoo, just relax, and then come back and then start all the process again. So. Yeah. I just got into this this um, this rhythm of taking in the information, spewing it out, mm-hmm. saying thank you very much, <laughs> good night everybody, and then you know, just kind of churning it out. So I yeah. literally don't, I, nothing's stuck. There yeah. are things you know, people will come up to me and, and quote lines from Sanders. And I'll go, God, that's hilarious. He go, they're like, you said that, and I'm like, yeah, I said, uh-huh. oh God, Phil, that was great. I did that. Oh my God! But I mean, yeah. here's the thing, though. Like, I'm I'm never one. I, <laughs> I I have a lot of podcasts about comedy, and when I talk to people who say, "Yeah, you're born funny or you're not," I shut up because I don't believe that. What does blow my mind, though, is when somebody is a an actor who can do a lot of things and still be, who can still be funny and also just completely. You know, just move, going through the paces, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as your work no. process. How you can go through the paces and still be funny is something I don't get. So I'm wondering. Well, well I should have I, asked I, what your comedy training is. I didn't I ask actually, that. Actually, I got to be honest with you. It didn't feel like going through the paces. Okay. As much. Like, oh God, I got to put on a show. Sure. It, and I've seen actors do that. I've seen Broadway actors do that, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, why did I pay three hundred dollars for the seat? Um, <laughs> And it's disappointing. I think it's sad. Mm-hmm. I, my my ethic has put me in battle. You know, okay. I'm ready. You know, we've we've you know we've put on the armor. We have all the you know. I've got my sword. I'm ready to go. And then you know, I want to give the audience the best show I can possibly give. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's not to say I had shows that were like you know. I wasn't, you know, that was 99 as opposed to 100. Mm-hmm. But, um, excuse me. Um, so I want to do, I want that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> being, being the dysfunctional child of an alcoholic, mm-hmm. I want that mm-hmm. approval that like? <laughs> so badly. Boy, what could that possibly <laughs> that, be like? That's Boy. a different podcast, Jason. <laughs> so, um, you know, from where I'm coming from, I want I want the funny. I want that laugh. I want yeah. I want that that pause just before you give the 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 joke or whatever you need to do to mm-hmm. get there. And my comedy training really was on Sanders. Yeah. Um, my last episode, my last season of Sanders was my first season of Veronica's Closet. Okay. So, um, uh, I had done like news radio. I had done and like a couple of other sitcoms that. One they fired me from because okay. I just wasn't suitable. And the reason I say that is that with Sanders, uh, I was in the habit of winging it. Okay. Of we're kind of in the ballpark with this, and you know, uh, that's just how we work, right? Everybody's cool with that, right? It's like, right. You know, um, it, it's kind of it's maybe it's funnier if I say this, and they really don't like that. They would really. So you're spoiled, rather- super spoiled by one. Great and show. entitled, which is a terrible combination. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I, my apologies uh, to whoever I need to apologize to, mm-hmm. but I um, uh, and I and and I, rightly so. I, I got I got canned off a couple of sitcoms just because mm-hmm. I just didn't have that rhythm. I didn't have that that pace or anything that that, and it was a real different animal. So mm-hmm. when I got Veronica's, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I um, I had to learn. Yeah, 
I had to learn. And I had to watch Kirsty. Sure. She's well, brilliant. I mean, come and on. Jimmy Burroughs directed our pilot. And so, you know, from, from, from news radio. So I, I watched and I learned. And even the first night, the first night we, we shot, I was blowing through jokes just because I was so used to just dropping the mic and then running off, you know, with yeah. Phil uh, yeah. on, on Sanders. And I just, I don't know how I got it, but I just, I was a quick learner and I, and I figured it out. But um, <clears throat> no, watching Kirstie Alley was, you know, definitely a masterclass. She's Oh no, brilliant. of course. Brilliant. My God. And, um, and then, and so is Kathy and Jimmy mm-hmm. both oh, yeah. like, uh, so beautiful and funny to watch both of them. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just learned and then I picked it up and then yep. I, and by the way, I'm, I'm, I am a latchkey kid who grew up in Hollywood who watched television. Sure. And at 11 years old went, I want to be in there. I want to mm-hmm. do that. Uh-huh. And I did. And it's been, it's been absolute dream of mine, but I, it, it's being left alone watching television almost studying it almost having some osmosis with it mm-hmm. was that is like oh okay this is in me you know mm-hmm. um so and it kind of sounds so arrogant I no apologize. you're describing exactly the feelings <laughs> i was just thinking about earlier today where while i'm not an actor i'm close to becoming the archivist for news radio and i surround myself with shit from the show yeah uh, partially through gifts and partially through you know the little money i have because i waste my money i'm a bad person i'm a terrible person i don't think it's terrible it's not i just why not have a passion exactly right no i i i obviously love the the shit out of the show um and i it's funny how much your performance just continues to stick out like this whole time i've been like when the hell am i going to get to speak with Stuart? because i actually could not get a hold really? of you early before i finally got your people i yeah i, I was like yeah this it's it's a part of oh. i i think because i'm <clears throat> to Dave and I completely understand I relate to like no that's the the annoyingly handsome dude who shows up he fulfills that terrible fantasy you want to kill yourself but what's funny <laughs> is he goes to the bathroom comes back out and you're gone um it's it's a solid bit because he does turn out to actually be a scumbag but I mean you're, you're playing it so so smooth and I just like you said I, oh my God. I I'm curious like so is it like kind of also an adrenaline burn the reason you kind of forgot some of it like would move oh, through 100%. it 100 like, percent yeah yeah yeah. That makes sense. And and I, I will say this just as a um as a person who is now in his mid fifties mm-hmm. who um has lived and has learned, mm-hmm. there was a a there there's been periods of time, uh times in my life where I just as a person wasn't totally dialed in and connected sure i had a good time Mm -hmm. i had a i got to be surrounded myself with wonderful talented lovely people and um but just internally just didn't have that wiring that i needed to be present i get that and was excited absolutely an adrenaline burn and an adrenaline junkie Mm -hmm. you know and wanting that high that that fix that fun that mm-hmm. that's uh, where's the next party you know yeah yeah yeah. and um and it's sadly to my detriment but but um um i'm learning to uh slow down and pay attention and um and and uh and enjoy more now uh-huh. um and not that i didn't enjoy before but it was it's it's just i i i, I didn't know if I had given, if I'd been given the Stuart role now, uh-huh. I feel I would have an, more of an understanding and more of uh, uh, an importance of what that meant to other people. Uh huh. You know, I, I, I can get that. Yeah, I played, I played the character the best I could because Paul said, "Yeah, he's a sleazy dude. He's Lisa's ex-boyfriend. He's got, you know, just come in and just do, you know." do you think, you know, and I just go on that information alone and maybe, yeah. you know, I'm in, I'm innocent enough to get away with it. But now just as a person, I would take the time to find mm-hmm. out what was going on. You I know? get that. I get and, that. And I would want to make sure that everybody's happy, you know, sure. and, and that, that this is what they had in mind. And, 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 and not that I had any, I don't remember having any bad direction and I clearly didn't get fired. So, um, <laughs> uh, I made it through, but, um, 
that would that would be the big difference. So I'm 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 I really appreciate, and I've said this in your in your in your emails and replying to your emails. I really appreciate your persistence because I didn't um, I didn't realize uh, how that meant how much that meant to you. Oh yeah, no, it's I mean again the character is. Uh, you know, for for however it felt for you at the time, the character is complicated at least enough to be like presenting as a perfectly fine, normal guy, too right. good, too good. And then again, the the underneath, the, the fact that the rest of it's underneath, it, you know, it's it's a layered performance. Do you do you remember anything about that week? I mean, you know, you know, I know you had a, an anecdote about the pilot. Do you have an, anything about on the set for that particular week? If if you have anything, I um no. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I wish I did. Um, like I said, I used to come and hang out for the taping. So yeah. I would, it felt like I'd be hanging out with all these great writers mm -hmm. in the green room or, you know, or the producers and, and just watch them do their thing and have free cheese and, and, <laughs> and hang out and, and, um, uh, crack wise with some of the writers and, and hang out with the casting people who are lovely. And, and, I just, um, it just felt like kind of a party. So when I actually did my scene, mm -hmm. I remember kind of having an out of body experience where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this scene and there's an audience there and they're laughing. So that's good. <laughs> um, and cut and I'm done with the work that I needed to do for tonight. Mm -hmm. well, that's good. Boy, I got a bigger laugh than I thought I would on that line. Hmm. Um, Oh great! I can go back to eating cheese. Great! It was literally like you know, I. It's like, hey, um, you scoop ice cream. You've got a good look. Could you come and just be on a television show? Right. Um, here, here's some words you just have to say. Get in the ballpark of this, and if you would just, um, we're going to put some clothes on you and make your hair look that way. Put a little funny earring on you, and then you know when you go out, just talk to her for a little while. And then and talk to him, and then um, you're done. And uh, we, we got a we got a van waiting to take you back to farmers markets and give some ice cream. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I I like that you also appreciate how fucking magical it can be to be in this business. Uh, people forget that I think, uh, especially if they've been working as long as you have. Sometimes it's easy to be um, dismayed. Well, by I mean, I, I will I will I will I will confess that there are definitely times. Uh, falling in and out of love with what I, the sure. business, the business part of it, you know, and also, um, um, doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, it, 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 it's funny. Cause yeah, after chunks of time I get, I can get comfortable and that's a dangerous place to be yeah. for me. I get um, that. You know, with CSI, I was super comfortable. It was a lot of fun and great period of time and, and wonderful, wonderful experience. But, when I came out of it, I felt like I was, they had unlocked the golden cage and let me out. And it's mm -hmm. like, we have to clean this out for another new actor. So please, out in the wild with you. <laughs> and I went out and it was like, oh, no, things have changed. Sure. A lot of things hadn't, but a lot of things have changed. And it was, it was as if I was just the new dude off the bus coming into mm -hmm. Hollywood. And, you know, with people who were my kid's age, filming me on their iPhones and going, yeah, okay. Um, this guy is really, uh, it's a very special job to be this type of doctor. So if you <laughs> could, um, just give it that, uh, feeling of that. It really takes a special heart to do this. <laughs> and I'm looking at them and, and I'm like thinking, wow, the fate of my career is in the hands of millennials. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to terms with that. And I sure. had to, had to go, this is how it is. Good. Yeah. Okay. You know, and kind of kick my ego you know, in the <laughs> yeah. ass a little bit to, I mean, to, to show up. And that's when I started to fall in love again with, um, with, with, um, with doing, with acting, with, okay. with, with being able to do it, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and the fun of that, because I, now if I get the job, fantastic. I want mm -hmm. the job, obviously. Sure. But if I don't, I've done my job for the day. Mm -hmm. of preparing an audition, going in, you know, spending 10 magical minutes with somebody else mm -hmm. or a group of people and seeing my friends. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat Patrick Fabian, uh, do you know him from? I don't. Uh, um, he is, I don't know if you watch Better 
call Saul, but he is. I've seen um, a couple episodes. He's the such a great character. He plays. I'm the worst prestige TV watcher. I'm so sorry. I, I, that, no, that, no, I no. Just... I, I, the only reason I know this is because it, it's Patrick's been one of those guys who's a knockabout guy for years. But mm. this, he's 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 so beautiful and perfect on Better Call Saul. He plays the head of this shishi law firm mm-hmm. in New Mexico that. Um, Bob Odenkirk's brother, Michael McKean, was one of the founding partners of. Right. And he's just smoothly oily. I mean, he's beautifully, perfectly... Um, uh, he's a real steward. Despicable. He kind of is, <laughs> but he's smarter and slicker. I'm going to say that. You know? Fair. He would take all your money and you wouldn't know it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I ended up seeing Patrick in an audition for another Samad show, you know? Mm-hmm for um, uh, some other show and we're looking at each other and I've maybe seen him a handful of times in 30 years. Mm-hmm. He said, Oh my God, Wally's here. You know? And he said, he said, it's so funny when you're in your twenties, you're like, Oh fuck, Wally's here. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then you're in your thirties and you're like, wow, God, they called him Wally. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to up my game a little bit. And then by the, time, by the time you're our age, you're like, hey, Wally's here. <laughs> and it really encapsulates exactly what's going on now when I go into an audition. It's, uh-huh. it, it's yeah, we're ready. Yeah, we're pros. We've been doing this 30 plus years. But then it's like, oh, my God, David DeLuise, I love this man. I never get to see him. And we promise to see each other and we never do. Right, you know? right, right. Sure. But for the... 20 minutes you're waiting to go into for the audition. I'm having a great experience. Right. <laughs> you know, what's interesting too, is you were there, you know, especially in news radio, that's the tail end of sitcoms being sitcoms in terms of residuals and all the packages and all the crazy yeah. shit that the amounts of money that people yeah. like Seinfeld and friends were, I think the last ones to really sell for billions of dollars, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. happen anymore either. So Veronica's was on its way. It had a trajectory towards that as well. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and again, as in from the actor standpoint, it actually did, you know, all the, all the bells and whistles were in place sure. in the old way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> very, very different. Um, did, did you ever but, get to play uh, video games in the writer's room? These are, this is one of the things that comes up a lot on news radio, because if you're hanging out, I'm wondering if that ever happened. <laughs> the writers intimidated me. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I love them, and, int- and they intimidated me. And um, I would hang... I, I, I'd kind of float by the writer's room every once in a while, mm-hmm. but... No, um, uh, that is that is hallowed ground for you know for the mm-hmm. writers. Um, I did most of my schmoozing and fun on show nights or you know down on the floor um, yeah. when they were shooting the show because uh, it was just more fun. It was is like that okay. a common thing? Was it? Were, were there other like I don't know another word for it, but were there other show rats? Show hangers, rats? hangers on. Um, I say that as a in a, in a again, being silly. Show oh, rats is a great way to put it's it. Yeah. T- well, it sounds insulting, but it's just me being kind of what it was. I mean, call a spade a spade. It, it's literally um, um, a a place where if you're if you're um, lucky enough to be invited to, mm-hmm. it's just a great hang. I think there's, I would. I know I would. A band or a DJ. Yeah. There's a warm up guy. Sure. Um, Alan Murray. There's a future audience. guest. Sorry, What's I just that? thought I'd point that out. Alan Murray, the, the warm up is going to do the show Murray. at some point. So Terrific. Yes. Beautiful. Alan mm-hmm. Murray. Yes. There were two other guys that I used to run or, you know, see. Mm-hmm. One guy is still doing it. Um, Wonderful. Alan Murray. Fantastic. Those guys saved the show. Oh, they had a live band, didn't they? Oh, wow. Radio. Oh, man. That's amazing. I don't know if they did or I'm confusing it with something else, but I thought they had like a trio or a live band. Anyway, uh, I could be wrong. If that's maybe the case, that, that, maybe that was early, that maybe that was early years. Um, and so there's an audience mm-hmm. and then there's a, um, uh, and then there's a green room. So if you're, you know, if you're that guy mm-hmm. and you're quasi recognizable or you're friends with the producers, then you get to be in the green room, yeah. um, which is a little more shishi than craft service. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, um, and there's, there is, you know, there is downtime, but there's this mobilization after shooting each scene where the writers have, having watched the scene will huddle together 
and pitch jokes and change things and and then they'll like and literally it feels like break and then you know the exact maybe paul will go over to you know andy and give him a new joke or or do something that you know they'll rework something and then they shoot the scene again yeah and then when they're transitioning they have to move physically move everybody and four cameras and the podiums and 12 people and (laughs) the actors have to change and all that stuff and so that's when alan murray is doing the 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 warm-up between Mm -hmm. and the audience is being entertained and you just you just can hang (laughs) just like a lot of there's a lot of waiting you know Mm -hmm. um uh, so, but you're waiting just, around. Honest to God, some of the best fucking actors in Hollywood. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. And I'm trying to remember if anybody else would show rat. That's really funny. I'm sorry. No, uh, no I don't no, want that term to stick. Great, it sounds terrible. It's great. It actually really does encapsulate it. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if there's anybody else that I remember um, hanging out with. Uh, but, but having said that, a lot of people would show up at Pino afterwards. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and hang out with, you know, like all the people would call their friends or what have you. Sure, sure, sure. We'd go and hang out, have food and drinks. I apologize. I'm just double-checking something because Zoom has been a pain in the ass lately. No, it's still recording. Uh, Is Pino still there? I don't know if it's called Pino. Okay, I'm going to have to look. I think a restaurant bar situation is still there. Sure, sure. These are the little things I like to know. Okay, sure, of course. It's on the corner of Sunset and Gower, um, south uh, east corner. That is a weird for anybody who's not in LA listening to or watching this. Uh, Sunset Gower, right <laughs> on it. There's Gower Gulch, mm-hmm. which is the weirdest. Do you have? So if you're in LA, I grew kid, up in LA. So, I grew up up the street from there. So okay, I know that area very well. I'm assuming that's been Gower Gulch forever. That's been Gower Gulch forever. I yeah. don't. I, I. I. We can check our facts, but it may have been movie sets. It may okay. have been Western Town. Sure. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a history to it. I forget what it is. Mm-hmm. Or there's some, you know, um, bananas builder who thought, I'll make it into a Western town. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to um, be something like that. <laughs> but there's what? Uh, <clears throat> a Rite Aid or a CVS and mm-hmm. uh, a Starbucks, a Denny's still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's one over there at least. Yeah. 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 And, um, but it's all, in this weird western town facade. It's, it was when was I was an extra whatsoever. first. When I was first an extra, it was at Sunset Gower. So Sun, yeah. Gower Gulch was one of the first things I ever encountered. I'm like, I guess this is real Hollywood. This is fucking weird. I love it, but it's weird. It's a weird town. You're used but then, to it, I'm but sure. Then, but then, you know, from the ridiculous to the sublime, you've got the CBS Broadcasting Building across yeah. the, the old CBS Broadcasting Building, which I think is an architectural wonder. It was mm-hmm. back in the back in the '90s and and. Uh, when I was a kid, I came in here in the seventies mm-hmm. and just what a beautiful streamlined, gorgeous deco building, you know? Yeah. Do you, um, this is not entirely, well, you know, this will in- encapsulate also news radio. This, this will be part of it, but that whole, uh, you, again, you're expressing something I've never heard anybody but me express, which is the whole, I want to be inside of that. Do you feel like you've done that or do you have to keep doing it to feel like you've done it? Do you feel like, no, I've, I've accomplished <sighs> that. I've been inside the shit. That's that's a great question. Um, I, I I feel like I've done it. Like I've been to the the hot dog factory and I've seen how they make them. Sure, so I can get. I got that part. Mm-hmm. Now for me, it's there's a different quality to being part of the machine that is. Um, um, getting more in touch with the other cogs, you know, it's like really, um, um, instead of my worrying about if I'm going to get that job, um, being thrilled when I do get the job and, and being able to be a part of the job. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100% it does. I still want to do it. I still, I still love it. And excuse me, a little burpee today. Um, pardon me. Um, I feel we are in an age where television is monstrously um, uh, um, oh, I lost the word. 
um, it is it is a powerhouse. It is yeah. it is it is so important and so I mean, God, that sounds so arrogant. I apologize. <laughs> wow, no, you're fine. It's you're important fine. to me because I like yeah. watching television. Yeah. Let me put it that way. But, but no, yeah. I think I think that we're. I'm going to say Renaissance. I'm sure it's a word that's that's way overused. But I feel that the talent, the 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 writing, the 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 expression, the 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 people who are are being allowed to be part of uh, the culture and be in the in the in in front of the world mm-hmm. is such of such a high level. It's it's staggering how brilliant there's this kind of creative explosion that's happened, and then within that there's this odd soup of frustration and 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 difficulty, mm-hmm. especially for writers. I think right now. And well, right now we're all yeah. in, in, under house arrest, you know. And um, thank God, because I, you know, Oof. no, thank you. I, I, I'm so grateful for everybody, all the healthcare workers, and everybody who's out there. Oh God, yeah, taking care of this stuff because it's scary. And um, I'm a little late to the party. My wife was an early adopter, and she, and I'm like, oh, honey, come on, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> and she's a smart woman and she's like no honey you gotta really pay attention to this mm-hmm. and, I, and i did and it's it is it's legitimately scary but um but now more than ever mm-hmm. i'm sitting at home watching tv <laughs> because yeah. i have to i right. have to sit at home and i want to watch tv and the the products that are uh, that are out there that, are, that you're able to view are just remarkable yeah and I, there was a tipping point. It's funny because um, I've been doing this long enough to feel like I've watched this um, um, kind of um, evolution of what it means to be uh, a TV actor or celebrity or what have you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's beyond anything I could have uh, mentally comprehended or, th- or imagined mm-hmm. or for what is is happening now and yeah. the access to media the access to talent and to just equipment and to to um people with sheer drive and sheer i mean look you're 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 intelligent you're you're smart you're funny you can go out and make a television show yeah and put it on the internet and it could be a huge phenomenon and it could possibly, you know, develop into something who knows, yep. you know, I didn't have that kind of access. There was no way as a young person that I could have gone out and rented cameras and burned through 35 millimeter film course, and yeah. done the, gotten the, I mean, it would have cost a fortune. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I, that I've, that I've, Sadly, but also have, um, sadly for my own ego, I'll say that, <laughs> but what I have embraced and what have, I'm really uh, excited about is that somebody's body of work doesn't necessarily matter anymore. Sure. Like, yeah. No, that's, like, that is a hard thing to come to grips with. It is, but it's also great because it keeps me fresh and on my toes yep. and also I'm watching people who um, I don't think I'd ever get the chance to watch 10, 15 years ago. Right. Be amazing. Sure. And be oh. right and be part of the, 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 the conversation of what's happening in, in, uh, in the world. I would also say conversely, because here's the thing, I'm I'm a person who grew up on the internet, like I'm just the right age to have done that. Yeah. You know, I made a really early video that went viral and like got a taste of what, and it became nothing. And so, you know, it, but I also, so therefore I learned disappointment early, but uh, because yeah. of that, because of a lot of other experiences, uh, I started realizing, oh shit, there's this glut. I've got to sit and remember the stuff that matters the most to me. Turns out a bunch of actors in this show I'm in every month love news radio. And I'm like, why the fuck am I not revisiting it more? I rewatched it a ton anyway, but I'm yeah. like, well, I do podcasts about everything else. Why not this show? And so the converse, converse of that is like to somebody, 
something you've done probably means the world to them. And now they've got an opportunity to explore that. Um, I mean, you know, I love that, you know, your character with 10 fucking lines on news radio enough that I wanted to talk to you, uh, you know, to make it part of an oral history of my well, favorite I am TV flattered. show. <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's uh, to the point where I've got a couple other questions I have to ask you off the air that you can absolutely f ref uh, feel free to refuse. I well, will just say I, he, it sounds like a setup. It is a setup. No, it's not. Oh, uh, but he, he had a character. He had a song called Comeback Lisa. Um, and right. I've already, I've recorded my own version of it. Here's how obsessed I am. I've recorded my own version of it. And I have something I, I just want to ask of you later. And I'll, I'll, we, we don't have to discuss it. But either way, okay. long story short, I'm obsessed. And, and because of that glut, uh, my brain is like, okay, I've got to, again, got to concentrate on the things that matter the most to me. News radio happens to be one of them. Right. Um, but yeah, the world is changing. It's crazy. It's insane. And some of us no longer have our goatees. That is, is <laughs> the saddest part of it. The saddest well, it's, it's, it's coming back. Would you do it? Would you grow? I mean, you would right? for a part. They're like, no, please. Sure. Yeah. 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 I did a, um, what did I do? Well, battle of the sexes. I had chops down to here and, oh. and uh, you know, dyed my hair brown and, and, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty special. No, that and, sounds uh, very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had a, had a beard for, uh, something else. It was fun. Yeah. So I get to be lazy with facial hair. Now. Is it weird being in a period piece of something? I mean, I'm now learning this now, of course, at 40, but being in a period piece and exploring that there are period pieces from your childhood, like that, that's a thing. And that's it's so not weird. weird. It's it's oddly comfortable. I mean, okay. I've, done a, I've done a number of things where I'm playing historic figures from the 70s and 80s. That and sounds amazing. It's when I was a kid, you know, it's mm -hmm. exactly where I was. And then I get to have that experience, oddly enough, being an adult imagining myself out in that period so mm -hmm. and understanding the viewpoint of what i remember as a child mm -hmm. and how limited i what i what i really was limited in thinking thinking i knew everything in the, in sure. the 80s because mm -hmm. you know, i'm just one of those kind of precocious children right and and i i'm looking at it going oh no no i know nothing i know mm -hmm. absolutely nothing um but yeah, I, I really dig it. I, it's mm -hmm. funny. And I say dig, you know, because that's what we did back Of in course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, the, the clothes are just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were also being kind of rediscovered at the very time you were playing Stuart. I mean, I know that I was dressing in shitty I was 70s too. clothes. All oh, that, yeah. So. I, was, I, was, I was pulling out 70s vintage stuff all, mm -hmm. all the time. I always had a few pieces in, in my wardrobe that just... Yeah, good. I was ahead of the curve. I was in upstate New York doing this. You see, you were in LA nice. where it was hip. Nice. People just thought I was a piece of shit. I mean, I was. Really? But, I mean, you know, you know what? Fine. They don't know shit. Exactly right. And where Do are you... they today? They're not I... on Zoom. Well, maybe they no, are. they might be. They by by nature of the world, they have to be. Do you? <laughs> oh, no. We we've talked to Paul, and we've been like, "Hey, come on, season six, please. Let's just pitch it like like it would be just like he can just make that happen." But he's like, "I'd rather do a movie." And I'm like, "Great, wonderful. Can we do please a movie?" I'm now wondering. Okay, so if Paul says yeah. yes, we're doing a movie, and yeah. we want Stuart to come back. Oh, in a heartbeat. Okay, oh, good. That's all. I, that's I, all. I, I would, would be. I would or you be, play a third character. <laughs> I'd be so, I'd love to be a third character. That would mm -hmm. be an honor. I mean, Lovitz uh, played three or four characters on that show. So that's right, he did. Mm -hmm. That's right. God mm -hmm. bless him. He. Uh, oh my God, I have it. Can I sidebar with a Lovitz story? Please, please. So, um, please do the impression if you have to. I. I it involves an impression. Okay. Um, uh, so, when we would uh, read Larry Sanders' table read scripts, mm -hmm. right? So every Monday we come in and sit down it was always like christmas to me i'm like oh boy what do i get to do bad, and yeah. um because i wasn't always written very heavy and janine wasn't always written heavy and you know whoever else was you know kind of on the second or third tier we were asked to fill in and read like you said before the 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 guests sure parts oh, that yeah. weren't there <laughs> so I got to do Lovitz, right? Oh, and so we do the we do the we do the table read because Lovitz was supposed to be there, he couldn't make it or something, he was late or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I do the table read and I read John Lovitz. And uh, or no, we're getting ready to read. Sorry, we're getting ready to read. Mm -hmm. And um I see that John Lovitz is 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 gonna be in the cast. And I go up to Todd Holland, our director, and I say, well, Todd, would you like me to read John Lovitz? <laughs> and he said, well, I would if he wasn't standing behind you. <laughs> oh, please. 
tell me that's not true. No, it's really true. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. That fuck, is... Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Yeah, luckily he hadn't heard me. Thank God. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, if, if Paul wants to do a, a, a news radio movie, mm-hmm. uh, my God, I would, I would jump at the chance. And I always wanted them to do a Sanders movie, so we sure. missed that opportunity, sadly. But um, right. I would really, really, really love to see them do a, a news radio film. Would be so good. Do you? Wouldn't it be great? Do you know how many? How many? And you can be perfectly honest. Don't worry if you haven't seen a lot. How many episodes of News Radio you, you may have seen? Because now I'm like, now I want to send you episodes and force you to revisit them since you're stuck at home. Oh my god. <laughs> um, funny. I, I I watch them film. Yeah. A, a it's dozen, a different thing, right? It's a, a it's dozen. A f- but I wasn't like sitting at home wanting to watch the show that I'd seen. B- sure. Shoot. It's fine. So I think I've seen four. Okay. That's maybe. fair. Yeah. Perfectly, perfectly fair estimate. Yeah. Uh, we just no, found out recently. Actually, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go further. I'll go, I'll go six. Six. I was Good. there on the pilot. There was a different dude mm-hmm. who Joe Rogan replaced. Yes. Greg Lee, uh, host, Greg host Lee. of uh, Carmen San Diego. That's right. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because I had kids. Mm-hmm. Like, You're the Carmen San Diego guy. Um, and You're going to get fired. He didn't get fired. I think he was just there as a placeholder, but still. I, I don't know. I'm not um, sure. All I know is that he then was replaced by Ray Romano, who was then replaced by Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. I don't remember Ray Romano. Ray That's Romano. Funny. Well, that, there's a reason. <laughs> he also says he, he, he was rightfully fired, according to him. So, you know. <laughs> He's just, well, he's legitimately funny. <laughs> legitimately <laughs> funny, but I guess not for that part. I mean, not for that part. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, that's a part only certain type could make work. I think, honestly, I think that's yeah. a, that that shows it. One thing about news radio is that everybody is perfectly cast, and everybody was given yeah. just enough of a template to just go nuts with. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, and I also absolutely. feel like what's funny is like their the writing was strong enough. Whereas if they decided to bring your Jeff character back ten episodes later, he'd be yeah. funny as fuck. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And actually, have the sports guy. The um, uh, did you get? Have you gotten a chance to talk to Vicky and and yeah. who have you talked to? So we've had uh, Dave on. We've had Vicky. Yeah. We've had Candy. Stephen Root. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Burroughs came on and remembered almost nothing, but it was still a fun discussion because it's fucking. It's, by the way, I call him Jimmy as though we're best friends, but everybody else calls him that, so it's fine. I'm just going to everybody call else him calls that. him Jimmy. Absolutely. Yeah, like as though I know the guy. Yeah. Uh, Paul Sims came on for three damn hours, and it was blew my mind i mean just you know like that's imagine having the creator of your favorite show in your dumb little apartment for three hours and he wants to keep talking to you oh my god i think after i had shot what what did i shoot i guess i'd shot stewart i finished stewart out i wanted to say good night to paul who (laughs) because paul's an insomniac or he was then yep um slept during the day and I, oh no, that's what it was. He was sleeping during the day and I was there doing costume fitting. And I'm just like, I just want to say hi to Paul. Just say hi to Paul. <laughs> and I knock on his door and I open it up and it's pitch dark. And he literally is wrapped up on the couch <laughs> in a blanket over his head. And I was like, what? <laughs> I said, oh, hey, Paul, just want to say bye. Thanks, man. See you, you know. Had no idea. What now we doing. know why he's producing what we do in the shadows. Paul Sims is a vampire. We now know it's no, true. You, you you got that right, brother. That's remarkable. That's yeah. so good. But well, you know, right? Uh, <laughs> um, Wally, this has been way too fun. Um, oh, good. And I hope it didn't take up too much of your time. We, we went over what oh. we t- said it would be, but uh, this has been a delight. Thank you so so much. Thanks for having me, and, and thank you for doing this. I don't know when this is going to come out exactly, but okay. I would imagine in a few weeks. Uh, okay. Where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Um, I'm uh, well. You can't find me in my apartment, but this is it. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, like I said, I've been lucky enough to do a couple of episodes of Mom with that amazing cast mm-hmm. of fantastically talented people. And working for Chuck Lorre is, is reminds me of what it was like back in the nineties mm-hmm. of just people wanting to be funny yeah. and wanting to be real and wanting to be, um, uh, wanting to do, uh, entertain yeah. in, in a great, great way. And I think Chuck really, he's the only person that I've worked with who, who, who does that and is, is it's, 
basically the same formula as it was, you know, 26 years ago. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a real, it's always nostalgic for me because I had such a great time doing that. Um, yeah. And I'm having a great time on that. So I play Mimi Kennedy's son mm-hmm. on that. Great, fun time. Um, and then uh, I'm looking for the next gig. Fair but enough. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a minute. Yeah. With everything going on, so well. I don't know. Maybe maybe I get invited. Oh, actually, I'm gonna maybe start doing a, 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 a character on a podcast for a friend of mine. Do so. it, please. Yeah. You yeah. Should tell me yeah. what it, when it comes out. We will happily. I'll let it. you know. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, Are you on great. Twitter or anything? Should we then let him? No. No. Nah. That's nope. fine. I avoid that. Do you like I miss the CBT soft serve truck? I just feel like I should ask that because I, I saw on your old Twitter that you like the CBT. I soft love serve the CBT uh, soft serve truck. My um, friend Joe runs it, and he was like, you know, I, I, he comes and gets my ice cream. I'm like, why don't you ask him for me, Joe? And he refused, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, Joe. I I, I think I met Joe once or twice, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, but they got a sweet, smooth little operation with a couple of trucks, um, and it's just not cold enough mm-hmm. and sadly we can't leave our apartments <laughs> anymore I so i don't know why i did that CBT. why did you do that to both of us why did you know I what just do maybe that? joe maybe joe delivers i don't know i will make him deliver i don't um, know i should force him to deliver to people's houses like i could have that some power somehow he's got a strong twitter force so oh my i think god i know um, yeah it'd be he great he's getting press coverage in australia for denying service to to um Instagram influencers. So, you know, he's doing okay. <laughs> Joe's doing okay for himself. Uh, I don't know why Joe had to come up, but uh, again, this has been so, so, so much fun. I appreciate it. Uh, there's just one thing we say every week, ladies and gentlemen, and that is catch you later, Bee Cakes. <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!